our society has this idea that it'll just like the romance will just be there but I think when you have a really good relationship with someone it's really easy to work with it you're listening to out of line with Caroline Lee exploring offline realities with online personalities Janae Clyborne is a vegan chef and YouTuber that goes by the name Sweet Potato Soul. After growing up in Georgia and spending much of her young adult life in New York City, Janae moved to Los Angeles last year with her fiance and business partner, Max. Her brand new vegan cookbook, Sweet Potato Soul, just came out this month and is filled with vegan recipes of Southern soul food classics. Janae came over to my place where we talked about what it's like to work with your partner. Okay, so so tell me tell me a little bit about you and your work, mm-hmm. and I know that you work with your partner yeah. as a business partner and as a fiance partner. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell me a little bit about that. Um. Yeah. Well, so I'm a vegan blogger, author, chef, YouTuber. No big deal. Vegan stuff. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And um, right, so my partner and I, we work together and we've been working together with Sweet Potato Soul for, let me think, well, you know, honestly, if you go really far back to when I started Sweet Potato Soul, we were working together, but it was only as a hobby. So we hadn't decided, not even decided, we hadn't, we didn't have the opportunity to turn it into anything career yet. You know, it was kind of just like... I was an actress in New York, or I was pursuing that actually, and he was there too, and he he was doing all sorts of things. But um, <laughs> I I wanted to start a food blog because I love food, I love cooking, I love eating, and I said, okay, I'm gonna start a food blog. And then a year after starting that blog, and really I wasn't even posting on that much. That was literally just a hobby. A year later, both of us I don't know if it was his idea or my idea or what, but I always wanted a cooking show. And he, I think, was like, yeah, like we can film it ourselves and post it on YouTube. So I'm like, okay, totally. So we started making YouTube videos together. Again, just for fun. We didn't live together. So that was kind of like one of the activities, our free activities that we would do together, dates. And um, so that was 2011. And so now it's 2018. And we've basically built it. So now as of... Let's see, since 2016, it's been my full-time job, Sweet Potato Soul, and he started doing it full-time with me, I I think, last year, so 2017. Okay. Yeah. We got really serious about it, though, in 2016, and we're like, okay, we're going to turn this into something because we started getting sponsorship opportunities. So we realized, wow, like you can actually make money doing this. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and so we... It, we're intentional about growing it after that. <laughs> so cool. When when did you guys meet? Where did you meet? And what was your so so your mm-hmm. relationship came before oh, yeah. Sweet Potato Soul? Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah, tell yeah. me about that. Okay, so well, first of all, what's his name? Max. Max. <laughs> oh. Yes, Max. <laughs> okay. But with two X's. Ooh. M A X X. Nice. Yes. Fancy. I like it. So we met in college in Madrid. So I went to school in Boston. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. And he went to school in Chicago. So me, BU, him, Northwestern. But in we did the same uh, exchange program through BU in Madrid. And that's where we met at our school there. And I, I met him, I remember we met on January 8th, because it was like the very first day of the program. And I I liked him right away. I, I, 
I don't know. He, I don't know if he, I'm sure he noticed me because we were like introduced to each other and then we hung out like the following weekend and like talked a whole bunch and he remembers the conversation super well. Um, but he always says that he didn't think that I would like him, you know, like he wasn't, he didn't think I was, or he didn't think he was my type basically. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did he have any reasons why he thought that? Well, cause, okay. Cause he's white. And he's kind of like, he's not nerdy, but he's kind of like hipster nerdy, you know, <laughs> okay. like that. And then me, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's the race thing because I'm black. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But when I ask him, like, what did you envision mm. as my type? He always uh, describes like a guy who's taller and like, I mean, he's, he's like six foot, but I guess he's thinking that me at five, six needs someone who's like six, six. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And like, um, I don't know. I, I, he always mentions the height thing. I don't know why. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So then, so you met that, I love Mm. that falling, falling in love. Did you fall in love in Madrid? Yes. So we met in the beginning of the program. We became friends right after that. And we really started hanging out with each other maybe two months into the program. This is a four-month program. We started actually, like, spending more time together, but more so on, like, the friend spaces. Because mm-hmm. me and my girlfriends pretty much adopted him. He was hanging out with all these other people at the pro- in the program. People who were, like, more, like, aesthetically more like him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but we were far more fun. So we're <laughs> like, hey, Max, come hang out with us. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And he really loved hanging out with us. So within like, I don't know, a couple months of being in the program, he was doing all sorts of things with us. And it wasn't until we we went to Morocco together, me, him and our one of our other really good friends, Eunice. We went to Morocco and I will tell you the truth. This was all planned. So I had a crush on him. <laughs> And Eunice, Eunice, of course, knew. And she and I wanted to go to Morocco. Um, so we made up an excuse that we'd really like a man to come with us because, you know, it's a different it's a different country. It's not it's, you know, more conservative. Yeah. So we told him, Max, will you, we asked him, will you come with us? And he's like, oh, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> Why not? And he and I had our first date, though he didn't know it was a date because Eunice pretended like she needed to stay in and like work on some project one night. And he and I went out instead. And she, like I said, she and I, we planned this out. We already <laughs> knew that was going to happen. Um, but that was our first date. And then after that, the rest is history. Wow. Yeah. And what year dating. was that? That was 2008. Woo. <laughs> so you guys have been together for 10 years. Yes. Okay. And then you've been working together for like eight? Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Is that, did I make that? Seven. Up? Seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Super okay. T- or the video is since 2011. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's, he's been in your life as love first, work mm-hmm. second. Um. So then what has it what has it been like in your relationship to add that layer to mm. go from being, you know, partners yeah. in love to like, oh, now also we're business partners. Right. Um, what's that like? And and what's I guess what's changed, if anything, mm. in your relationship? I don't know if too much has changed because I've always been super focused on my work. So whatever I'm doing. After I was, okay, so I'll, I'll give you a little backstory. So, you know, I, I told you I started Sweet Potato Sold the blog and then the YouTube videos. But again, that was as a hobby. I had no intention of doing that full time because I didn't see, I didn't know that it was possible to do it full time. Otherwise, I would have pursued that. 
But I became vegan in 2011 and Mm. becoming vegan made me immediately feel as though this is my path in life. Like I didn't know what that this is or Mm -hmm. was, but I knew that I had to do something with veganism, helping other people become vegan, sharing the lifestyle with other people. So my first iteration of like trying to help people was as a private chef in New York. So I did that for for um, four years, 2012 to 2016. That was my full time thing. And it was it went great. I, I loved it. It was a lot of work, but it was great. But I, again, was always working super hard at that. I had a I had quite a few clients. I I always like overburden myself with work though. Uh, And then at the same time, I also started doing group coaching online. So I was running this group coaching program. Yeah. So I always give myself like way too much. So I bring this up to say that he has always been used to me as being like a worker and like kind of like obsessed with work Um, because it's my passion. I love it. When I was in, when I was pursuing acting, I did not do this. I was working at a restaurant and I was going to auditions a few di- a few times a week. And the rest of my life was kind of just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just hoping this will work out. I don't really feel like I have much path. But as soon as I found something that I was super passionate about, it has become my whole life. Um, so once we started working together, I don't know if I changed at all because I was already doing this. And it was kind of like... You know, now he is full time helping with Sweet Potato Soul. He does all the back end, the video, the music. Um, he does our bookkeeping because if he doesn't do it, no one's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the you know tax season comes around. I'm like uh, all messed up. But uh-huh. thank God for him because he hooks it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? We did try to work together before and it didn't work out. OK. Yeah. What was that like? So that was when I was doing the private chefing. That was when that was my main, my main gig. And I, let's see what happened. He moved. No, I don't remember the, I don't remember like why he started helping me. I, I think he volunteered because he's, I think he saw that I was having problems or having trouble with like the back end stuff, the bookkeeping, the website, all that stuff that I'm really not into. And I think he volunteered to help me. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And it didn't work out because he is also creative like me. He wants to be making. That's why it works now. Because like I said, he does it, he does the video. He does the editing. He does the photography now. He does photos of me and the food. He does the music and he's he's making, you know, original music. So that's more his style. The back end stuff that we we're trying to do before. No, that lasted like maybe two months. And he was like, I can't help you with this. (laughs) Was that stressful for either one of you for him to say, this isn't working? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It was so stressful for me because I felt, because him helping me at first was like, yes, now I finally have a solution to this issue. And I'm not good at delegating. I'm not good at expressing like what I need from other people. Mm. Um, So for him to just volunteer to take that was like, Oh, finally, weight off my shoulders. But it lasted like only a couple months because uh, he's totally not into it. And I respect that. But once he, you know, was like, I can't help you with this. This is like not my thing. I was back again to like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to ever make this work. Yes. But um, but, you know, like I said, we just we just found a different way to work together that is good and complements 
both of our skills. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a, to me, that's a big one. Cause, um, I work with my husband yes. and I relate in a big way where it's like, we've had times where we've tried to make things work and, and both of us are like, ah, this mm-hmm. isn't, ah, this mm-hmm. isn't working. Yeah. So the thing that we have found works, I think the most for us to both be inspired in what we're doing is for us each to have tasks that already we find enjoyable yeah. rather than just being like, Hey, can you kind of like, Hey, will you be my bitch? Right. No, no. I'm not going to be your bitch, but like, I'll do the thing that I find inspiring. Exactly. That I'm doing. <laughs> exactly. That's the key. Yeah. And sometimes it's not going to work out. Like that's fine too. You can just get someone else to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So then how much has your, how much has your relationship dynamic changed since your full-time partners in business Mm. and also lovers Mm -hmm. and how do you how do you make space and how do you draw a line in between those things like Mm -hmm. how do you come home from a day of working like you said before you're you love working yeah and I do too yeah top secret (laughs) um everyone knows it's not a secret Uh. but I love working so how do you how do you draw that line of like okay now I'm now I'm gonna put down the fact that you're my business partner and now I'm gonna be in like romance with you oh yeah yeah it's very hard yeah I can hardly I can barely do it like the only way that I can okay so I have a very obsessive mind and once something's on my mind it's on my mind (laughs) I don't care what it is it's there it could be small it could be like you know did you um oh the the loofah fell into the the basin of the tub and you didn't pick it up and now you're like you know, on the airplane going to New York and like that loofah is on the, on the tub, in the basin of the tub. I'm going to know, I'm going to think about it when I get back home. I'm going to be like, where's that loofah? Um, so that's like how I am. Uh-huh. And it's very, so because of that, it's very difficult for me to, you know, clear space in my mind for like anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, it's just very difficult for me. I don't have like, he's, he's very good at compartmentalizing you know this is work time this is relaxation time this is you know whatever other time me I like barely can do that I mean yeah I barely can do it if you ask him he's like Janae has no separation I'm gonna tell you the truth because it's the truth and I do really I work very hard to you know when I know he's plugged off or plugged out yeah plugged off plugged unplugged out. unplugged <laughs> I got you. I know what you're saying. When he's unplugged, that's when I'm like, don't say anything. Don't, you know, don't bring up any of the work stuff. Uh, So I'll try my best not to bring it up. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean it's not always on my mind. Mm. And even now, we're planning our wedding. Yay! When are you getting married? April 29. Get it. Yeah. (laughs) Are you getting married in LA? Yes. In Topanga Canyon. Oh, Stunning. Yes. What venue? No, 1909. Oh, I've shot a wedding there. It's really? so beautiful. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's stunning. Yeah. Literally so... one of my favorite weddings was there. It was really? so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. That'll be so fun. But like the thing is, we are, since, you know, Sweet Potato Soul is it's more than food. It's a lifestyle brand, a vegan lifestyle. And we're going to have a vegan wedding. Ooh! So like now, like obviously we're going to produce content around uh-huh, the wedding, right? Uh-huh. So we have like sponsorships for you know, content leading up to the wedding and we're like, just so basically even the wedding planning has become like work, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, cause it's the videos leading up, the video of the wedding, the, you know, post wedding stuff, the fact that everything is vegan. So we have to be really mindful about 
do I, does this, you know, if I'm going to wear these shoes, do they fit into my brand? Do I feel comfortable with sharing them on Sweet Potato Soul? And yeah, so the wedding planning is like business. Totally. Totally. Which is kind of hard because, well, it just, it just, it, it makes it so that we can't separate that from, because it would be fun to be like, okay, now that's work, but now we're going to do wedding planning. Mm-hmm. This is going to be different. It's going to be fun. Yeah. No, it's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It totally makes sense. Yeah. It totally makes sense. I mean, I'm both a photographer and and I do a lot of wedding stuff, so I yeah. see that. And and it, I, I mean, I've been married for almost 13 years. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got married really young. Okay. Um, you know, the, we were talking about before, like the long distance back and forth yep. between Australia. We were just like. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so we got married a really long time ago. But watching friends and also people that I've photographed their weddings, mm-hmm. watching them plan weddings, mm-hmm. especially when they do have an online presence. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole thing in itself oh, yeah. because you are going into your wedding planning going like, which magazine wants this? And like, which, yeah. you know, which brands are going to – and obviously exactly. weddings are expensive. So yeah. there's – it makes total sense to have it be a space for content. Yeah. Um, and it's exciting and it's part of yes. your life and you want it to be like, Hey, share look it. at this awesome thing we're doing. Yeah. But it, it can be all consuming. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. So you're, so your wedding planning is a side of your business yeah. as well. But you know, it has made it a little bit easier because, um, because it's not like we're doubling up on content. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's just the content. We're right. not going to be doing like, that Friday, say two weeks before the wedding, it's not going to be a normal cooking video. It's going to be a wedding thing. So yeah. that's good. It's it's it makes it a little bit easier to do both at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Max vegan? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, are you guys responsible at all for any prep with food, or no. are you trusting people to oh, all yeah. handle that? For you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't. I would. I would hope not. Right. Um, but that is really interesting, even just considering um, when it comes to things like shoes and and all the yes. other elements. So everything about your wedding day is going to be vegan. Yes. All and not just vegan though, because um, so we we've been talking about dresses, and so I want a vegan dress. Okay. And you know, specifically vegan because. I'm trying to help people change the way they look at like animals and exploitation of animals. So, and I'm changed. I mean, I've changed my own ideas. So say, ask me two years ago, if I was going through the same thing um, and you were like, what kind of dress are you going to get? I would say vegan or if it's not vegan, say it's still made from silk or feathers. If it's vintage or if it's used, then I'd be okay with that. And then nowadays I'm not okay with that anymore because just like the whole, I just want to, yeah, I just don't want to wear other, other, you know, others body parts. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, or, you know, even silk, it's not a body part, but still. So it's, that makes it more difficult because a lot of the vegan stuff, especially is produced in like sweatshops in China. You can get like great, beautiful hundred dollar gown, but where is it coming from? So that also plays in because if you're vegan, for me, as a vegan, you know, obviously humans are animals. So that's included in the whole equation. So it makes yeah. it a little bit more difficult if you're also thinking about human ethics and then you don't want you also don't want to wear animal byproducts. 
So that's a challenge. That's a tough one. Yeah. So you don't have a dress yet? Oh, no. Oh, I don't anything. No. What are you going to do? I don't know. Oh Later today, I'm going to meet a dressmaker. Amazing. Yeah. I was going to say, that's probably, to me, that feels like the 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 safe not safest but like the way that you can be most oh, yeah. sure oh yeah that you know where it's coming from that you yes. know what it's being made of that you have kind of mm-hmm. control over that because it is yep. I mean yeah not only is it your brand but it is it's your belief system and your exactly. values exactly and so you don't want to be like oh as long exactly. as it's vegan it's fine and then have it be exploiting someone right. else in the process and I want people to know and trust that it is possible to live like to live with integrity and, and as much as possible because mm. obviously there's certain things that I'm like I really I'm working to have more control over but like for example I don't grow my own food you know so that's yeah. one way that I'm you know not I'm not sure where the food is coming from and such and I shop mostly at the farmer's market but but I'm, so I'm doing my best mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm, I could probably be doing better and so I just want to show people that we can always do better. Yeah. And also I want to help it so that help make it easier. Yeah. So, you know, once this is happening with, say, definitely with fashion, like vegan fashion, but especially with cosmetics now. So now that more people are interested in cruelty free mm-hmm, products. Mm-hmm. Now you can go to um, Sephora and there's all these different options and even vegan makeup. So just by having the conversation and, and putting these ideas on people's radar will make it easier for everybody to still do it. It's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you're doing that. I'm I'm not vegan, at least at this point in my life, but I um, I hear what you're saying about the awareness growing and even yeah. the accessibility. Right. Because I think when I'm in LA, I actually eat vegan most of the time mm-hmm. because it's so doable. So, yes. Every restaurant I go to, I mean, I was at Kitchen Mouse today. Have you been there? Oh, I love that place. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> I'm obsessed. But yes. like, you know, anywhere you go, you can eat an incredible meal and mm-hmm. it's vegan. You can you can shop in a really um mindful way. Exactly. But then I also travel a lot and yeah. the minute I leave LA it's like yeah, I mean I went to Sundance with my brother who's vegan yeah. and we went to Sundance which is you know a tiny town in yeah. Utah and you know it's they just it was almost impossible I felt so bad for him really? we kept walking to Whole Foods and he'd buy like yeah. another jar of almond butter yeah like, yeah he just kept being like I'm starving <laughs> Whole Foods is always my friend <laughs> yeah but I think I, I was like so we need to figure this out before we travel again with yeah. you because we everywhere we would go it was it would just be like he'd yeah. just end up with a side bowl full of greens and yeah. there's nothing on it and he would be like oh I can't right. I can't survive like this you know what I do in those situations like when I was so I drove here I road tripped here from New York when I moved here um, in August and so especially when we're like in New Orleans New Orleans big city but vegan options are limited and being that it's in the south you can't always trust that restaurants are going to be open in the summertime because mm. the you know the owner might be on vacation or whatever that's how it is down there. Uh, we're, I'm from I'm from down there, so amazing. I know from experience, <laughs> but um, we're down there. We so basically, I would go to Whole Foods. We'd always find a Whole Foods, or if not a Whole Foods, just another another uh, market with you know natural products, and buy the pre prepared rice. The kind that is in the the packet that doesn't need to be refrigerated, though. Okay. And the shelf stable one, pre prepared rice, beans, of course, greens, yep. like salad greens, pre washed, salad dressing, nuts, seeds, all that, and make like bootables and salads that way. Also, sweet potatoes because you can always cook them in, cook and 
cook it in the microwave. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, but then of course you you just can't go out, expect to go out to a restaurant and eat. You have to think ahead and like, okay, for lunch we're going to go back to the hotel and throw together a salad, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah, I mean, I'm used to it. So. Yeah, I love yeah. that idea. That's a really good one. And do you talk about that in, in your cookbook and a lot online, even just strategies of like how to road trip? Right, right. <laughs> More online. Because so when we were doing the road trip, we turned it into content. Great. We made some videos and um, blog posts and also, of course, like social media sharing about that. So, yeah, I definitely, definitely posted about that. Uh, I think those strategies are super important, especially for traveling, mm. though for my audience, I don't know how I don't know how valuable that content is. It's like whenever I do travel stuff, it doesn't do the best mm. more. What does best with my audience Um is and I, I think it's demographic like I mean most of us most of them are millennials like my, around my age but still the super fast and easy stuff like one of my <laughs> of course right one of my most popular videos is under 15 minute meals I think dinners or something Duh, I'm, I'm gonna redo that one real quick though, yeah real soon because that is the best and I mean I cook like that and if honestly if I'm not cooking for Max or for sweet potato soul you know doing a blog post i cook very very i eat very very simply like i'll straight up just have microwave sweet potato some beans and some lettuce and like i described my road trip meal that's how i want to eat on a daily basis so that does well and also um super cheap stuff too Mm, mm -hmm. Uh being on a budget yeah. 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 I mean, I, the <laughs> thing that I've found with my vegan friends is they need to eat more often. Yeah. Like they're like, their bodies are processing because it's all yeah. healthy and it's whole. F- it's not exactly. like you're, you're eating processed stuff. Right. So they just you they eat it like real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so they need to eat all the time. Yeah. And yeah. I'm always like, how do you uh, afford all that food? So yeah, affordable and quick. Right. Exactly. When you're when you're doing five or six meals a day, exactly. you got you got to be able to keep right. going with it. So right, I love that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna check that out because uh, Jaden makes most of the food mm-hmm. in the house, but I am trying to be more intentional about it because I think, um, well, for one, it's helpful for him to yeah. not have to handle everything himself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I do the dishes, just so you know. Oh, that's that's very helpful. <laughs> So I'm trying to do more myself, but yeah. also I just think um, having having more mindfulness about what I'm putting in my body is just mm-hmm. always a good thing. Not that I don't trust him that what he's putting right. in the food is great, but even just for me yeah. to be like, oh, I ate these things today, or right. I don't know, I think there's something something to that. I so agree. yeah, <laughs> um, so I love I love all of this this juiciness. Um, so now going all the way back to Max and you guys yes. and your relationship. So I have a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is about um, your brand and your presence online is more about you. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Like, mm-hmm. does he right. come into much of the online sort of representation of Sweet Potato Soul? No, not much. Okay. I'll, if I can, if I pull his leg, he might. So we have a, since we're getting married, we've posted a couple videos, like engagement stuff, um, th- or not videos, photos. Probably like two things on my Instagram and YouTube. We made a couple tag video, which was like 
we had to film it twice. It was the first time he was so nervous. He's not a drinker, but he was like, I have to, I need just like at least a beer before I do this. <laughs> okay. And still he was so nervous that we just scrapped that first take. And we came back like a few days later to reshoot it. And it was great, but he doesn't feel that comfortable in front of the camera like I do. Mm. Feels much more comfortable behind it. He also doesn't like getting his photo taken like ever. Oh. So <laughs> he's like, no, I'll be in the back, please. <laughs> so does he mind not being a part of the face of the brand? Does he ever oh. say anything like, you know, people don't even know who I am? No. Or he's like totally happy to not be known yeah truly truly he said something the other day we we're walking or we we're going for a walk in the neighborhood he said something about and i thought it was interesting because i'm totally not like this i love to be like center of attention i yeah. like attention because i was i think because it's only mostly only child um but he said something about how when he meets people he kind of you know he doesn't he doesn't run want to make like a big impact on them when he meets them because he's very introverted and he kind of just wants like the situation to go away quickly. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I, and I'm sort of introverted. I'm like a introverted, um, I don't know. Like I'm like a little bit of both mm. because being in a, a group of people really, really, really drains me and mm. like overwhelms me and I don't like crowds and I don't like large groups of people and, and I don't really entertain much. And, but I, am like if i am in those situations then i can totally turn it on mm. i will just be super exhausted later um but for him no interest in even putting himself in those situations at all <laughs> he likes more one-on-one -on -one. Uh -huh. and it's funny because he has so we moved here from new york you know and he has a bunch of friends here who like childhood friends or like high school friends really who moved to san diego and, I, and so he's spending more time with them, them now that we live on the West Coast. And I've noticed that they all are super similar in that way. And they can relate to each other so well versus, you know, like he hadn't, his friends in New York are great, but he was friends with people in New York who are more like me, you mm -hmm. know, more like, let's go do this. And mm -hmm. the sort of people who like, he has this one friend who's so great and he's the sort of guy who... You know, walking, you go to a grocery store and there's song playing and he starts singing out loud and whistling along and Max would just be like, you know, kind of like mortified. <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely back to his people here in, in on the West Coast. Why did you guys move over here? For weather and lifestyle. Nice. And we underestimated, I, I'll speak for myself, I underestimated like career stuff mm. because, you know, I think of New York as just being like the place for any type of opportunity, but it's not really, you know, if you're, if you're doing social media stuff and you're a YouTuber, if you're vegan, anything, this is really the place to be. Mm -hmm. So we've had, I've had a lot more op opportunities yeah. like, career wise here. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So I've always been really curious about the comparison between this two, the two cities. I had, um, Jahan Zendrali on a couple of weeks ago, who's like the balloon artist who does all the oh, amazing right. balloon installations all over. I've seen her and stuff. she's done, yeah, she she works in New York a lot and she has um, a, uh, I don't even know what it's called right now. I think it's, she's part of the artist series with the New York Ballet right wow. now, which is amazing. She's so, it's so amazing. That's awesome. Um, but she also has a place out here and a studio here and she does a lot of stuff here. And, um, and I'm always curious with people who know both cities yeah. super well, like yeah. what their experience is of both. Because oh, to yeah. me, they seem to be like the biggest 
content creating cities in America yes. in terms of just like the hustling, the the music, yeah. the fashion, the art, the, the food. The, well, yeah, just creativity. kind of like where every if yeah. if you're doing big stuff in America, you go to one of those cities right. at least for a time in your life. Exactly. Even if you don't live there forever. Right. You just you got to put in a little stint. Exactly. So um, so <laughs> do you have you found it hard to move here and transition here? And I mm. guess also how has that impacted your relationship because mm. did you know many people here when you when you guys got here yeah well we both did so he has friends here in LA already also and then I do as well because like I said I went to school I don't know if I actually said that but I went to school for acting so BU I did the acting program there cool. and um so most of my friends moved here after school so I already had friends here and I would visit a lot of course there's so many New Yorkers moving here so I have so a many. lot of friends who are like recent transplants from New York. So definitely already had a crew when we got here and so did he. Um, but yeah, it's, I was just in New York last week for my book tour for like the, like the launch. I love New York so much. And it was weird when I, when I was in the car coming into the city, I was expecting the car to take me to my apartment in Harlem. And he's like going the wrong way. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Where are we going? And of course, I was staying at a hotel, which was extremely weird because I've only been gone for six months and I'd lived there for eight years. And yeah. I thought of New York as home. I think I still do. Georgia, of course, where I'm originally from, but New York as well. So it's it's just very strange to like visit and you don't live there anymore. And then, of course, you're taking the subway and going to the grocery store. It's all the same. Yeah. This is even weirder. It's kind of surreal. Mm. But my I would love my dream. I would love to be able to live between the, the two. But, oh, my God, New York is insanely expensive. So you have to be like you got to have some money. Yeah. To be able to do that. Yeah. I, every time I'm there, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean. I, I would literally be able to live in like a shoebox. Yeah. And I think most people do. Literally. <laughs> yes, they do. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, um, so where we lived in Harlem, we had this great, we had controlled rent. So oh, we're like nice. paying nothing. Yeah. How did you manage that? It, I have no idea. We just happened to, we took over somebody's lease. Okay. And we just happened, we hadn't, we didn't even know that it was controlled or rent control. We had no idea until. So our rent had was going up gradually, but it was only like $30 a year. So we didn't really think much of it. And then the last two years that we lived there, the rent didn't go up at all. Nothing. And I'm like, I think it's a mistake, but I'm not going to say anything. Because watch <laughs> yeah. them send me like a like a collections check, like, sorry, you owe us $3,000. Yeah. But no, when we were moving out, we realized, or soon around the time we were going to move, we realized um, that it was a rent-controlled apartment. And you're like, oh, wow, yeah, it's so lucky. Of course, I think they, like, look at your income as well. Okay. I don't know about, I don't think the building does, but I think the, the city has to, like, regulate that somehow. So maybe when I do my taxes, they're, like, able to keep it as a rent control. I don't know. I didn't complain. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would just be like, well, I'm just right. going to assume that that it's is good. that is a little smile yes. from the heavens. Right. <laughs> but the thing is, once you leave New York and you have an opportunity like that, like a rent control place, it's kind of, I mean, me and a lot of people who I know, we feel like, yes, we'd love to be able to live in New York again at some point in our lives. 
Um, but once you once you lose that opportunity, it's like no no going back to that. It's only going to get more expensive. So that means that you have to like make more money to be able to even li- like not even trying to go like by coastal just to live in New York. You need to be like big ball. And like you said, unless you live in a shoebox, mm. which most people do mm. or live to like eight to a four bedroom apartment. And I don't want to do that. I'm Mm-mm. too old for that. Mm. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here selfishly, but um, I mean, is that what's the biggest thing you miss about New York? Like what's either in the goodness. culture or the the energy or the what about it is like not in L.A. and not possible to find here? Well, it's funny because New York is so difficult to live in mm. and like taking the subway. I often like especially within the last six months of living there and be like so stressed out every time. Every time I took the subway, I felt like. The crazy stuff on the subway was really happening even more right before I moved. Like people doing all sorts of crazy stuff to themselves, fighting, throwing up and just like drama, drama, drama. So I was like, I can't wait to stop having to take this damn subway. But now that I'm like away from New York, I'm like, I miss the subway. But more than anything, I just miss the energy of New York. And honestly, I can't put my finger on it. Um, But I can say that when I was a little kid, it was my dream to live in New York City. And I, I, before I had even, even visited, I just knew. And then when I first visited, I was like 11 or 12 or something. And I was like, yes, this is my home. This is where I belong. I didn't know why, because we only went to like Midtown. We barely did anything outside of Midtown. But just the energy of the city, just it just it just felt so right and so important that I be there. And I think I still am drawn to that, but I don't really, I don't really want to have the life that I used to have there where it was like so difficult, like bringing home groceries this time of year, especially in in the winter, you have piles of snow, it's freezing. We all have, not all of us, but a lot of New Yorkers have these grocery carts that we like tug around, you know, and like say for instance, it's 25 degrees outside. Well, you have gloves, but the gloves are only thick enough. I mean, they're not going to keep your your hands that warm. So you're like switching between the grocery cart and one hand and the other hand. It was just like a hassle living there. Also, if you've ever gone grocery shopping in New York, it's insane. It's like the aisles are extremely tight. The lines are extremely long. If they're out of something, that means you have to get on the subway or like walk a minute to like, when I say a minute, I mean like a long time <laughs> to go to the other grocery store and they might be out of it too. Oh. And don't try to take a taxi because it's crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, so there are all these like difficulties, but it doesn't matter. Like still that feeling that I have about New York city, I still have in my heart and I still feel like it's my home. Yeah. So that's what I miss about. It. I miss feeling like I'm home, mm. you know, and I love it here though. Like straight up, like it's amazing. Mm. I love having a car, mm. the farmer's markets, the fresh produce all year round. I go hiking all the time. This It's just, I love it here. Mm. But it's like, I kind of feel like I'm just visiting. Okay. Yeah. Even though I would like to stay here, yeah. but I don't yet feel like I'm home. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And, and some of that could be time. And, yeah. you know, I think when I've moved a few times and I usually find that a place starts to feel more homey after like the three year mark mm. where I'm not having to rely on 
maps to get everywhere yeah. <laughs> and where I kind of like have my favorite spots all in my head. Of yeah. Like that's my favorite restaurant. That's my favorite bar. That's my favorite mm-hmm. yoga studio. But it, those, those sorts of things take time right. to kind of figure out. And even just like, who are my friends now that I'm in a new place? Like yeah. who can I call in my bad days? Those, yes. those sorts of things take time. Um, but the energy is different enough here that it could be that it never quite feels the same right. level of home. It could yeah. just be a different home. A different I think home. that's the weird thing about the world now and with it being so easy to get everywhere all the time to get mm-hmm. on a plane and be somewhere else. Um, like having half of my family is in the Midwest mm-hmm. and then the other, my husband's family is in Australia. Right. And so I feel like little shards of my heart are kind of scattered across the globe. Sure. And, um, and so there is a part of me that's like, I don't know if I'll ever feel fully home ever mm-hmm. again. I just think the sense of home is, is a choice and Mm -hmm. it's like, it's a being with myself and, and also being with Jaden, like where, Mm, where we are together feels like home more than anything. But, um, yeah, anyway, that's a tangent, but I definitely hear you on the, this, the idea of what home feels like and and where you find it. Well, my fiance, he says that he never felt like New York was home Mm. and he loves it also. Huh. But and he always like me always wanted to live there. Yeah. But he says that he never. And so he's originally from Denver. Okay. And he has no um, interest at all in moving back there. Okay. And so his his thing is also really interesting because I think he's sort of feels like, I don't know, eventually maybe I'll feel like someplace is home again. Mm. But he totally is not even it seems like he's not even drawn to like that that feeling of where is home for me. Mm. Whereas to me, yeah, totally like New York, I'm like, I'm home. When I go to Georgia, I'm home. And it's super important that I feel that in my life. Mm. Even if I don't live at that place, still it's super important. Because when I was in school, every time I visited Georgia it was just super important for me to like spin, especially in the summer. Like I always wanted to spend summers there, mm. but I wanted to be like recharged at home. I didn't want to like do an internship in so in such and such place or stay in Boston. I never did. Um, but yeah, for him, he doesn't even need that. Not now. That's so interesting. Yeah. Wow. I love different personalities yeah. and how they play out. Seriously, especially yeah. in relationships and working relationships. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, all right, so I got like I got like three more questions on this topic. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta know. I gotta know. So, <laughs> all right, so it's so it's date night with you and Max. Yeah. Do you guys plan your dates? Are you like? Because I think that's the thing for me. I'm I'm projecting on you my own. Like, <laughs> teach me how to do this. Because I mean, obviously, I've been doing it for a while myself, yeah. but I'm still like, how do I do it better? Yeah. So. Do you think it's not romantic to have to plan out your romance <laughs> to be like, okay, now we're going to stop working and we're going to go take each other on a date or we're going to mm. like, you know, have a Netflix and chill night or whatever <laughs> it is. How do you let it happen spontaneously or do you have to plan it because otherwise yeah. you just keep working? Oh yeah. You have to plan it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I actually want us to have one tonight because last night I, um, we didn't do like Valentine's day stuff and I went for like a really long walk and I was planning to cook. And when I got back from the walk, I'm like, okay, I'm going to cook. What do you want to eat? And he's like, I'm not hungry actually. Cause I had made like, I made all this junk food for like videos and such. And he was like, I ate like three cinnamon rolls, <gasps> two cookies. I'm like, what? So he had no appetite. 
So, you know, I'm off the hook. I don't have to cook. Um, but yeah, we didn't get to celebrate because like he had already eaten it. Also, I didn't like, I wasn't very, um, I wasn't very like, um, what's the word? I kind of just dropped it. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. That's cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even, honestly, I don't remember. I went to bed real early last night. I can't even remember what I did. <laughs> I think I just did like, just general like work stuff. I uh-huh. don't even know what I did and went to bed at 10. <laughs> and then for him, and then, oh, and for him, I don't know what he did. I think he just read or something. Now tonight, however, I think it would be a good day to, or a good night to have a date night because last night didn't work out because we didn't plan it. Today, we still have the possibility to plan something. And I want to go to um, Shojin. Mm. That, have you been there? Vegan, it's like a vegan Japanese restaurant downtown. I want to go there. So seems like a good idea. Might be right? right. Might be right. Yeah. So do you guys have any sort of like, we do it once a week. No. And like, she plans it once and I plan it. Like oh, he pl- that's no. a great idea. <laughs> We've never even considered that. Okay. I've heard other people say that, but I never once thought, oh, I should do that. Mm. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, hmm. Well, I think it's idea. hard because... It's the the part of the part of me that wants it to just naturally happen because we're yeah. so in love that right. it's spontaneously we find each other on right. a date and we're just like looking amazing yeah. and feeling so like we're all of our work is caught up and right. we're just getting like so into this <laughs> bottle of wine that we can't even think about work anymore. Yes. But that's so rare that when that happens that it's also like but I don't want it to not happen. Yeah. So I would rather plan yeah, it. You gotta plan it. Than not have it happen Seriously. for like two months and then be like, whoops, we haven't we haven't really yes. done we haven't, we haven't had any romance because yeah. you're still when you're together all the time and you're working all the time and you're a workaholic, mm-hmm. which I'm gonna put my hand up. Mm. Love it. And it's mm-hmm. it's hard. If you love your work, it's not like it feels bad that I want to work all the time. Yeah, exactly. I just am like, oh, I have a new idea. I want to try it. Exactly. That's the thing. (laughs) I'm the same. I'm like, I'm just like, oh, I got this idea. idea. (laughs) I know. I'm like, oh, I got an idea. And I'm like, I want to try that. And then it's like, oh, I got to type this out or send this text to someone to see if they want to do this thing. And it's like when that is happening all the time, it's not bad. No one's making me do it. We're lucky. Mm, So lucky. We really are. But also... (laughs) I love Jaden and I love our relationship and I would be so sad and mad if all of a sudden we weren't making that a priority. Right. So it's a really interesting one. It's a really like, how do you, how do you draw the line between like, okay, the alarm goes off. Now Mm -hmm. we're, now we're back to being husband and Mm -hmm. wife and not business partners. Yeah. I, you know, we started doing this thing called the Pomodoro method. Okay. Yeah. So you like work 25 minutes on and like have a little break for like 10 minutes and then work again and have a little break and you do it over. I mean, I don't, he's in charge. I'm like, he's like, Janae, put that phone down. It's we're working now. And I'm like, okay, I just go along with him. So I don't really know how it works, but I know it does work and it Really? really helps us be focused. And once we're finished with the Pomodoro method, the challenge for me is being like, okay, we did all this work today. Like my checklist is all checked off. I'm feeling pretty good about everything I did. It's hard for me to feel that way. Cause like you just said, like I have another, now I have another idea. As soon as like some stuff is off my to-do list, I'm like, oh, but I could be doing that. That would be really cool. Oh, I really want to do that. And so that's, it's, yeah, yeah, I just can't, I just can't like 
be like, I'm done. I'm feeling so great to have that off my back. Like, I don't feel that way. No. It never happens. It's like, oh, I'm done. Now I have this other idea. But um, we're definitely going to have to, I think he could be more, he'd be better at being in charge of like planning the date nights. I mean, I should take some responsibility too. Maybe we can do one week meet, one week him, you know, vice versa or on and on. But the first one, he he's pro- he'd probably be better at. I'm gonna okay. Look, I'm gonna do it tonight. I'm gonna plan the date night tonight, mm, girl. I hope he doesn't have any plans, but I don't think he does. I'm gonna plan the date night tonight, and then we'll talk about making this a regular thing weekly because we need to do it every week. Uh-huh. And I'll report back and let you know how it goes. Cool. If we can, if we plan it out, we'll do it. But it has to be in the plan. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. <laughs> I really hear that. I do. And I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any shame in being honest about, like, we got to plan it. I think that, I mean, I plan my workouts. I plan Mm -hmm. my dates with my friends. Like, I don't know why our society has this idea that, like, if you really love someone, then the romance just falls into your lap all the time. I'm like, sorry. I don't really believe that. Right. I don't. And you know what? I, I totally agree. Like, I do the workout thing. And the friend thing, I'm like, talking... My when my friends, I'm like, when can you talk? Mm-hmm. I don't just call them up. I'm like, are you free? Never, whenever, right? Because I schedule everything. Your time, right? Mm-hmm. I schedule it too, uh-huh. but not. But you know what? One of the things, like you said, our our society has this idea that it'll just like the romance will just be there. But I think when you have a really good relationship with someone, it's really easy to work with them and to spend all your time with them. And so, and and I think. Mm, I don't know about most couples, but I think a lot of couples wouldn't be able to work with each other. They'd kill each other. So they need that separation for most of the day because they don't have the connection that we have with our partners. Like we can be, we can work with them. We can be with them all day. We can travel with them. A lot of people don't have that. So I think that's part of the reason why this idea of like, let romance just happen is such a big thing. Cause it's kind of weird that we, our relationships are kind of unique and weird, you know? I think you're right. I think they are kind of unique and yeah. weird. And I like it. I think Me it's too. rad. But it's also like, yeah, most people will be like, oh my gosh, I could never work yes. with my, I could never work with my partner. Hey, have you heard the whole, like, we're going on a road trip. I can't tell you. I lost track of how many people would say, wow, you're going on a road trip together. That's going to really be a, a mark of whether you can stay together in your relationship. <laughs> we're like, really? Yeah. We've done all, we've done all sorts of things together. Yep. I think we're okay. Yep. And the road trip was great. Yeah. But people are like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work out for most of us. Yeah. What was it? Um, Bill Murray, I think a couple of years ago said something about like if you if you like someone, travel around the world together. And if you still like them when you get back, then marry them or something. Yeah. I maybe I totally made that up, but I think that's what he said. Yeah. And um I looked at Jaden and I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I guess we're meant to be because yeah. like we've we travel so much yeah. and we actually like each other more when we're traveling. Yes. Oh, us too. <laughs> because that's that's the only time that I'm really genuinely I'm like I can unplug, put that phone down. I'm not having any ideas about career. I love to travel. Same. Yeah, that's that's my sweet spot right there. Well, apparently yeah. we have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, So, so then, so when it comes to you guys, do you have anything that you do that isn't together? 
Do you have hobbies? Do you have mm-hmm. um, sports related things um, like working out? Do you have like anything that you're like, this is me time. Yeah. Get off. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, you just reminded me of one of the things we do. It's kind of daty. We go hiking every weekend. So that's kind of like our plan. Dates. Yeah. We, do you talk while you hike? Yeah. We okay. Talk. We talk about everything though. We talk about, he always wants to talk about like, um, so he's more interested in politics and like world affairs than I am. And so he usually will tell me about whatever is happening. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, get my catch up because I don't pay attention yeah. unless he's telling me. He's reading you some tweets. <laughs> The tweets. He lives on Twitter. So bad. So many tweets. He's like, Janae, look at this tweet. Look at this tweet. Can you believe they said this on the tweet? Um, oh but then uh, it is hard for me to, when I'm when we're hiking together, to not be like thinking about worky stuff, you know, and like planning. Because I'm so inspired when I'm out in nature. So I'm like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. And do this and that. Um, but for alone time, when we're not doing stuff together, I go on really, really long walks around LA sometimes I'll drive and I'll park the car and I'll walk for like a few miles and like kind of get lost and make my way back to the car um and I do it in our neighborhood a lot as well sometimes I just zigzag up and down the streets until I wear myself out um so that is a and I I listen to listen to like sort of ambient 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 music Mm -hmm. when I do that so because it helped me tune out and it's sort of like my meditation time and I do that alone um he is working on some really cool, awesome project with his friends in San Diego. And he spends, he, they spend a lot of time on that. It's like a fun thing that they're doing. He, so he's a musician. One of his friends is a visual artist and the other one is like a graphic designer. Um, so they're combining all their efforts to make something. So he's working on that project with his friends, which is so great. Um, I have nothing to do with it. I barely know what they're doing because he'll share like he'll share little little snippets of it here and there. He's like, he'll show me a photo. Or the other day he asked me to take a photo of him against the white wall and it needed to be like perfectly straight. And he was holding a, um, a ruler in front of his chest. Like, what's this for? I don't know. He's like, oh, you'll see, whatever. So it's really great. And he's having so much fun. They have these long Skype meetings together and it seems like they're working on something cool. I don't really know. It's going to be like a... I know it's going to be a video. Okay. Yeah, but I don't really know what the final result will be. Sweet. Mm-hmm. But he, um, he spends a lot of alone time on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that that line of, of having some space yes. is, can be really good to just be like, okay, yeah. you go do your thing. Yeah. You're driving me crazy. I'm driving yes. myself crazy. Especially when you work from home together. Mm. And our place is not that large. So we have to. Sometimes I'll go and work at a coffee shop. He's more of a work at home kind of guy, but I can work. I tend to do better if I'm not at home. Mm. So I'll work at coffee shops in the area and I'll take an epic walk to get there. Or, you know, sometimes I'll drive and like it's another thing. I drive and I walk really far to the coffee shop. Um, but yeah, it is really, really nice and important to have our alone time. And of course, I do travel by myself sometimes, too, for work. So like when I was in New York last week for the book launch, I went by myself. Mm. So that was great. He had alone time to work on his projects, his his um, music stuff that he's doing for himself. Also, it's another thing he needs me not to be around for because I am very distracting, I guess. Um, so, yeah, it's really good. That's good. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> have you guys talked about if you want to have kids? And yes. If you do, yeah, you do. Yeah, Are we you- do. Okay. Yeah. And have you envisioned what that could be like? And and if you think you can handle being, 
you know, partners, lovers, business lovers, parents, all, you know, in the same, like, can two humans handle all oh those my things? Gosh. Yeah. We talk about that a lot, actually, because okay. it is kind of like, okay, this is going to be something else, yeah. you know, once we do this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, of course, like for, it's kind of hard, you know, like the idea of, okay, well, I post videos and photos to the internet every day. Am I going to post photos of my kid? Like, am I going to bring the kid into this whole like worky, this sweet potato soul thing? Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I do know I really definitely want to share about, like share my story, like raising a vegan kid, being uh, pregnant and vegan. There are a lot of people doing that already, but obviously there can be more. Yeah. Um, So I do want to share that. But as far as like, it seems like the kid would be a nice, um, if we can keep our child out of all of this, that's a good way to, you know, a nice separation for us. Mm-hmm. You know, like our yeah. cat. We have a cat and she's like the thing that totally has nothing to do with sweet potato soul. And we can bond over our love for a cat that has nothing to do with sweet potato soul. Hmm. So it seems like keep the kid out of it as, yeah. as much as possible. Okay. Um, but one thing that one struggle that I do have and like anxiety that I do have is so super soul is really me, right? I'm the one, the face of the one making the recipes. He makes all the videos, but like if I weren't able to be in front of the videos, would he do it? Would he be the face? No, he wouldn't be comfortable or interested in doing that. So when I'm pregnant or when I have a new baby, like what's going to happen then with sweet potato salt? I don't, we have no idea. <laughs> so we'll I love see. that you mentioned that because that is definitely, that is often a thought in my yeah. mind where I'm just like, I mean, I love, I know most couples will say, oh, I could never work with my partner. And I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, okay, but you're married. That's one <laughs> thing. And you have children together. That's another thing. Like yeah. Those are two really big things to put on a plate. Yeah. And so if I can do the marriage and the work together, can you fit a third thing mm-hmm. on the plate? Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? And when you right. are the face of the brand right. and you are the person that has to be in front of things to keep it going forward, like, you can't necessarily take maternity leave Mm-mm. and still make any money. No, no, exactly. You have to do <laughs> that part, too. Unless, I mean, even, it's crazy, because so... I think of when I got my book deal. So they give you an advance, right? Yeah. The advance idea of it is that you won't have to do your other job. You'll be able to work on your book. We're advancing you the money so you can do that. But like realistically, that's not how it works anymore because you got to continue growing your brand. You have to continue showing up even more than you were doing before. Absolutely, yeah. And I feel like same sort of thing with having a kid. Nowadays, you can't just fall off for six months or three months or whatever. You have to maintain your presence so that people will, you know, remember you and still, you know, want to see you. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know. We have talked about, though, separating. Not separating as a couple, but separating sort of what we do. Yeah. So maybe Sweet Potato Soul becomes something else where we don't, where it's not so reliant on him mm. um, to do it with me and he you know he's he can do so many other things as well still still being creative so we'll see we'll see yeah (laughs) and that's I think that's the one cool thing about 
being alive in 2018 is that things are so fluid and they're ever changing. And so I think in my parents' generation and maybe before it was kind of like you, you train for a career, you get your career and you, you do that thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's very like, no, no, you can make up your own rules. If you want to re, if you want to re evolve and re kind of reinvent yourself every like two years, go for it. I, I read, um, how many years people on average stay at different uh, tech companies. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like people don't stay in a tech company for more than like two or three years. Like, I mean, it was all the averages of, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all these companies. Mm -hmm. And it was like people average at like two years. So I think it's just more normal to just keep like trying things, changing things. I like it, especially as a creative, Mm. you know? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm always creating my life. Mm -hmm. And he also. So for us, it's very freeing to have that opportunity. Yeah. Mm. I love it. If someone's listening and they're like, how do I know if my partner and I could handle this, if our relationship could handle this, or I'm thinking about trying to work with my partner, do you have words of of wisdom or you know even like things not to do that you that you that you're like hey whatever you do don't do this well whatever you do don't try to put the other person or yourself into something that you don't want to do you know so like back to I wanted him to help me before with um back end stuff for like my website and seo and stuff like he is not into that I'm not into that either. So we're just not going to do it. We're just going to, I mean, I do a little bit, but I do as much as I can without driving myself crazy. And that's how it should be. Cause you'd really, or you could just outsource to somebody else who is, that's their job, but I wouldn't push, you know, things on yourself or the other person. Cause that can just cause conflict and, you know, stress in your relationship. You have to be really mindful about making sure that whatever you're doing together that it is, it won't hurt your relationship because that's the most important thing, mm, right? And mm. it, at least it should be the most important thing. Mm. Um, yeah, and I also think that if you're interested in working with your partner and they're interested as well, because it's got to be both of you, that you guys give it a try doing things that, you know, are good for both of you that complement your skills well, but then be open to maybe it won't work out, you know, not, not having any like fixed, you know, rules about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that sort of play to your strengths. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, like you said, with the SEO thing, like <laughs> if, if it isn't in your skill set and it isn't in his skill set, mm-hmm. then either outsource it or skip it yeah, or skip it. Exactly. I feel like I'm being, I'm successful. I've never outsourced SEO. Mm. I I'm happy with the way my life is going and I don't do it. Like, you don't have to do everything. Yes. Especially if you don't like to. You don't have to do yeah. everything. I yeah. love that. And also, you know, you have different... So people's idea of success is different, right? So I feel successful where I am today. But I'm not as, you know, on paper as successful as, like, Oprah Winfrey um, or some other bloggers. So you kind of just have to know what you want to achieve as far as success goes. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a Q&A with Janae Clyborne about her social media practices. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. 
all sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season. Hit subscribe to get the next episode on your mobile device when it drops next week. And if you love what you heard, please whip out a review, will ya?